Let us pray. We pray that you will give us ears to listen, minds to understand, and hearts to love. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to be up front with you. I love the Easter Vigil. I love that we have a service that allows us to begin to celebrate the joy of the resurrection at the very first moment when Easter begins, at sunset on the evening before Easter Sunday. We are so ready to celebrate the resurrection together that we cannot wait to do it until tomorrow morning. So we are ready to start celebrating right now. And I love that the great vigil of Easter begins in darkness and then allows us to emerge into the light of Christ with the lighting of the Paschal candle and recalling together the story of redemption. From the creation story of Genesis, through the parting of the Red Sea and Exodus, through the prophetic words of Isaiah and Ezekiel and Zephaniah, all the way up to the resurrection and the empty tomb of Mark's gospel account. The Easter Vigil is also very special for me in that it was at the Easter Vigil in 2012 that I read Holy Scripture in a worship service for the very first time. And it was the very first Easter Vigil I had ever attended, so I didn't really know what to expect. I just knew that after a few months of hoping to get into the lay reader rotation at our new church, that I had finally been offered the chance to read. And wouldn't you know it, I was offered to read what is probably the longest scripture passage ever assigned to a, law, a lay reader, Genesis 1-1 through 2-4, the story of creation. So in all the Easter vigils I have observed since then, whenever I hear the story of creation being read, I reflect on what it felt like to take on that new role of proclaiming the word of God in a worship service and how that moment was, in a sense, one of the very first steps I took in my journey of discernment toward being an ordained priest, just seven years after that Easter Vigil. And now, this is my 10th Easter Vigil, and I'm happy for this chance to preach the sermon in what is the first time that I've been a participant in the Easter Vigil as a priest. You see, last year, we didn't have an Easter Vigil at St. Thomas, my church in Texas. Normally, the three Episcopal churches in Bryan College Station collaborate on the Easter Vigil, which is always held at the smallest of the three, St. Francis. But then, before our plans had the chance to become more concrete, we found ourselves, like everyone else, in the midst of this global pandemic. And so having no Easter Vigil to attend in 2020, I found an Easter Vigil to connect with on Facebook. On the comfort of our back porch, my younger daughter and I decided to light some candles, follow along in my prayer book, and watch an Easter vigil that was recorded and being premiered online, just like the one you're watching right now. My good friend and seminary classmate, Peter Thaddeus, is curate at St. Paul's in San Antonio, and his ordination a couple months before was one of the last big celebratory services I attended before the lockdown. And so being familiar with St. Paul's and following them online, I decided to connect with their Easter Vigil and worship with them from a few hours away on my porch in College Station. And what I found was a service that probably felt a lot like the one you're watching right now. They edited together photos of their fire and paschal candle lighting, 
accompanied by beautiful audio of someone from their congregation singing the exulta in their church, along with scenes of the candlelit nave from the year before, and images of the colorful stained glass windows in their historic church. And then they folded in videos of parishioners like you, reading the Easter Vigil scriptures from their homes. So even from three hours away, I felt welcomed into their service as they had an online greeter who interacted with us in the comments, very much like the feeling of our online services here at St. Stephen's. Participating from afar in the Easter Vigil from St. Paul's San Antonio helped me and Amelie to feel connected to believers around the world, who along with us were welcoming in the joy of Easter, saying our first Alleluia's together, as we shared in all that makes the great vigil of Easter so beautiful and so sacred. Another thing I love about the Easter Vigil and about the liturgies of our Anglican tradition overall is how our liturgy is not just one of words, though those are, of course, very important. Our tradition is also one of physical elements and tactile experiences that help make what we believe more tangible and in a sense, more real. God made us human beings with brains that not only create and comprehend words, but God also made us with bodies who learn through moving, seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, and touching. Yes, we do read the words of Holy Scriptures and proclaim them in our sermons. But at the great vigil of Easter, we also light the fire and from it, the Paschal candle feeling their heat and smelling their smoke. We hear the festive cacophony of car keys and cowbells welcoming in Easter. We pour the waters of baptism into the font and then immerse our new sisters and brothers in Christ in the cleansing waters of baptism. We trace a cross on a forehead with the fragrant oil of chrism, marking the newly baptized as Christ's own forever. And when we share together in Holy Eucharist, gathering in a spirit of thanksgiving for all that Christ has done for us, we feel the texture of the bread as it's placed into our hand. We feel the moisture of the wine on our lips. We sense these tastes and textures in our mouths. And we know that together we are tasting and feeling the body of Christ, the bread of heaven, and the blood of Christ, the cup, of salvation. Though we're not gathering together in person tonight to share all these physical elements and tactile experiences together, I encourage you to look for ways to engage with worship using as many of your senses as you can this Easter and throughout all the liturgical seasons. I know for our family and our observance of Holy Week at home last year, practices like setting up a simple home altar in our entryway during Lent, cutting, cutting flowery branches to place by our door for Palm Sunday, sharing an agape meal for Maundy Thursday, or lighting a few candles while we watched the Easter Vigil on our porch added so much to our experience of sensing God's presence with us. So this Easter, wherever you may be worshiping, look for ways to connect with God and creation with all that you are, body, mind, and soul. Take a walk or a run in the fresh air to clear your mind and commune with God. 
light a candle or a fire, prepare and share a meal with people you love, move your body into different postures for worship as you're able, be it sitting, standing, kneeling, bowing, walking, and in the joy of Easter, maybe even jumping or dancing for joy as we celebrate the joy of finding that the Lord is risen indeed. In the scriptures appointed for the great vigil of Easter, we hear stories of God and God's people from the very beginning of time. We hear stories that are very much about the physical world and how God's people experience their faith as being very interconnected with physical elements like water, fire, air, and earth. In Genesis, we hear about the creation of all living things from the primordial waters, how God separated the waters from the dome of the sky and said, let there be light. In Exodus, we hear about how God led the people of Israel to freedom by parting the waters of the Red Sea, using water both to destroy their enemies, the Egyptians, and to deliver the Israelites as they were guided by a pillar of fire and cloud. In Isaiah, we hear of how God nurtures us and causes us to grow and be fruitful, just as we see these things happening in the natural world. For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. From the earliest days of God's relationship with us, his beloved people, God has made himself known not only through words, but also through the language of creation. The great Christian author, scholar, and apologist C.S. Lewis experienced both disbelief and disconnection from God as an atheist, and later came to know a deep abiding faith in God so much that he wanted to share God's love with the world through his gifts of writing, speaking, and teaching. Another way Lewis engaged with God and shared his faith was through writing poetry. And so as I close this evening, I'd like to share with you a poem that seems just right for this great vigil of Easter. It's titled, Loves as Warm as Tears. And I encourage you to close your eyes and meditate as Lewis invites us to experience God's love through the elements of water, fire, air, and earth. Love's warm as tears. Love is tears. Pressure within the brain, tension at the throat, deluge, wait, weeks of rain, haystacks afloat, featureless seas between hedges where once was green. Love's fierce as fire. Love is fire. All sorts, infernal heat, clinkered with greed and pride, lyric desire, sharp, sweet, laughing, even when denied, and that imperial flame whence all loves came. Love's as fresh as spring. Love is spring. Birdsong in the air, cool smells in a wood, whispering dare, dare, to sap, to blood, telling ease, safety, rest are good, not best. Love's as hard as nails. Love is nails. 
blunt, thick, hammered through the medial nerves of one who, having made us, knew the thing he had done, seeing with all that is our cross and his. We experience God's love through our tears and his. We experience God's warmth and power when we are refined by fire. We experience God's spirit as we breathe in the fresh air of spring. We experience God's love through the hard wood and nails that Jesus experienced for us on the cross. In the end, we all experience God's love when with the women who went looking for Jesus at the tomb, we find that he's not there, he is risen. And in this, we find all our hope and joy this Easter. Amen.